Hey everyone, welcome to The Starting Designer, a podcast focused on providing tips, tricks, and advice on getting through your first year of owning your own design business. Before we get started with our design industry guests, I wanted to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Revolution Performance Fabrics. Now, listen, relax, get some daily motivation, and enjoy. Hey, podcast listeners. Today on the podcast, I have Mary Cannon Fry of Underwood Design. MC started her design business at the start of the pandemic and has grown it exponentially the last two years, all while balancing a full-time job as a talent acquisition specialist at Amazon and being a new mother. She is truly incredible. I can't wait to see how she does it. Hey, MC, how are you doing? Hey, Anderson, doing good. How are you? Very good on my 12th cup of coffee. Uh, that's why I'm stuttering all over the place, but uh, it's a great day. Thank you for being on the podcast. I am right there with you. It is a good day. Thanks for having me, Sarah and Anderson. I'm excited. Very excited to have you. Well, you know, MC, you, you know, your, your design business is two years old. Uh, you started it at probably one of the most interesting times uh, to run a business, start a business, and and you're killing it. Uh, I first learned kind of about your design business uh, about six months ago. Uh, you did this absolutely amazing project uh, in the town of Belmont where I live, uh, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And you just, I mean, it was it was it was it was amazing. And I would just love to learn just a little bit more about Underwood Design, and then and then also you know let's let's walk me back to the beginning of of, of really starting that business and 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 really really balancing it from there yeah well first thank you for your compliment on the project we've got some uh revolution fabric in there so little little plug for you guys excited to see that uh get photographed and share it with everyone but um i guess back to the start for me um it really started with you know my mom about 10 years ago um you know, she was raising four kids and she enjoyed design and was, you know, kind of doing it on the side and started with a few projects to now has owns and runs a um, full service design firm. She does residential, commercial um, from anywhere from, uh, you know, Charlotte, Concord, um, along the coast, um, you know, Charleston, Ocean Island. Um, so really a lot of what I've learned, I've learned from her. Um, and so I kind of started, I guess you could say organically. It wasn't really, um, I wasn't, I didn't start saying, okay, I'm going to start now. And this is how many clients I want to have. Um, I feel, you know, super fortunate and blessed that <clears throat> I've been successful in the first two years, but there's definitely, you know, been a lot of, of, um, trial and error and learning, um, my, I did start about two years ago and I, I really just started with an Instagram. Um, I've been an account and, uh, yeah, yeah. Started sharing pictures, uh, of my own home. And I look back at them now and I'm like, oh, I've changed so much in my style or, you know, I've learned so much since then, but, um, you know, there were people that saw, um, I guess the passion and confidence I had in design. And so um, reached out to me for help on their own homes. And so 
had a few, you know, small projects that I started with. Um, but really where I learned the most is, you know, with, I, I was given to, um, uh, new build projects. And I feel, you know, very thankful that <clears throat> those two clients trusted me being a new designer to, um, design their homes. And so that was everything from, you know, the electrical plan, the layout, um, the spacing of the furniture, um, you know, the lighting, the paint colors. So, you know, you're meeting with the contractors, you're meeting with the electricians. And that was such a great learning experience for me um, to kind of get thrown into it. And I would say the biggest advice is to fake it until you make it. You know, if I didn't know something, I would be transparent and I would figure it out. Um, a lot, you know, I relied on my mom a lot. I would come back to her and say, you know, have you been through this before? What, what's your suggestion or what, what's your thought? Um, and so, you know, I leaned on her a lot. I did a lot of research. Um, I looked at what other designers did, or I would be in a room that I thought was well-designed and appreciate components of it that I wanted to, um, you know, translate into my own, own work. Um, so, yeah, so, um, well, I'm, really, I'm, I'm going to stop you. I'm really fascinated. So like being that you started your design business, I feel like most designers, uh, and this is really kudos to you is most designers start off and it's, you know, they, maybe they only do a room or they, they, they get those really, really small starting projects and there's nothing wrong with those, but it, it really is. You're faking it. You're, you're scraping for years. I mean, from the day one, I mean, you designed a basically a million dollar house and mm -hmm. although you said you faked it to you make, you obviously didn't fake it. You made I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> you made it. Uh, you're choosing walls. You're doing this. I mean, it, it's absolutely amazing. Like walk me through, like walk me through like that process. Like I wouldn't even know how to balance like customer expectations, like, and, and working with a contractor already. I'm, I don't even know how to do it. That's why my <laughs> wife does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, which, you know, there's times where it doesn't come as natural, but just kind of walking in confidence. And I tried to put myself in my client's shoe, like, okay, if I've got a family and I'm building a home from the ground up, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. And if I was hiring a designer, I would want to hire a designer to, um, take the, all the many decisions that come with a new build off my plate. And so I really just sold myself as someone that could do that for them. Um, you know, I'll be here to help make these difficult decisions. I'll be here to help kind of, you know, manage vendors and meet with vendors, um, everything down to cabinetry plans. Um, you know, you don't always think of a designer as someone that does that. Um, but, you know, you think about a cabinet piece, that's a huge piece of a room if it's like a built-in and how it visually looks is important. And so, um, you know, I just did a lot of research. I, I pulled pictures and then I remember going to my first cabinetry meeting, you know, you don't really know what to expect. And I was just transparent. I just sat down and said, you know, this is my first, you know, meeting with a cabinet maker. I know that this is how I, um, I would like for it to visually look. You're the cabinet maker. What is your suggestion? Do you think I've missed the mark anywhere? Do you, or is there something that you would think of that I haven't thought of? And just being, 
you know, being confident, but also, you know, being open to suggestions from other experts too. And that can happen in front of your client. I think your client, you know, wants to hear that you're open to um, the suggestions of, of other experts. I mean, design projects are collaborations with, you know, several people. Um, just like with you, Anderson, like, you know, if I'm picking a revolution fabric, you know, I might give you a call and lean on you for what do you think is the best fabric for this upholstered item? Um, Still trying to get a sofa in one of your projects. Keep yeah, me, we're working keep, on it. Keep putting me on the curtains. <laughs> we're working on it. We're almost there. <laughs> so MC, I have a question kind of going off of that. When you decided to kind of go off on your own, did you ever sit in with meetings on your mom and kind of understand like how those meetings went? Did you just say, you know what, I'm going to do this myself and, and figure it out? How did, how did that look for you? Um, so no, I didn't really sit in on meetings with her. I would just say, you know, Hey mom, I've got a, um, I've got a appliance meeting tomorrow with Ferguson. How does this typically run? Like what, what do I need to expect going into it? Um, I think it kind of, uh, made me comfortable when I would say in a meeting, you know, this is my first time. Um, in this kind of meeting, but I am confident in what I know looks good or what selections I would make. Um, I remember there was a tile selection meeting that I went to for a really big project. I think it was one of those first new builds and I brought my mom along with me. Um, and I, I, you know, I wasn't embarrassed by that at all. I think it was nice, you know, to introduce my mom as someone who started our design firm. And I tell my clients, you know, uh, we, she and I collaborate together, you know, I get her opinions and ideas. And, um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I think I just kind of roll with the punches. And if there's something that in the moment I can't handle, I was just being transparent about it and, and saying, you know, let me sit on this. Let me think about this and come back to you with a solution. I've done that so many times. And I think clients appreciate that as well. <clears throat> Absolutely. And so, you know, with you working with your mom and now you having, you know, a daughter of your own, how has that worked out balancing being a mom and, you know, running a business and all of that kind of fun stuff? Yeah, I will not lie. I'm definitely hustling right now. Um, yeah, I know it's not. I mean, I can't even like fold this. my laundry. Like, <laughs> so you having a full-time job plus watching Nora plus I, I will say I have a ton of help. Colin, my husband, is amazing. I mean, he's gone to installs with me and he's on the other end of a piece of furniture at the end of his workday too. And, um, you know, we have a lot of hands here in Concord where we live uh, with my daughter, Nora. Um, thankfully, she's cute because a lot of people want to want to watch her. So that helps. I mean, I do have a lot of, lot of support and I will be forever grateful for that, but, um, you know, I'll be transparent that I also have another full-time job on the side. So, uh, my life is fairly chaotic right now. Thankfully my full-time job, I make my own hours and, um, you know, there's been every week is different, but there have been many weeks recently where I'm got my laptop out, you know, at six before she wakes up and I'm, you know, answering emails at the end of the day. Um, my passion is interior design. That's what excites me. Um, 
interior design doesn't really feel as much like work for me. Um, I think, you know, I think about my own home and if my home doesn't feel cozy and, you know, together and cohesive and I don't feel good about someone walking through the door and like feeling comfortable in my home, I feel like everything else is thrown off. And so I want to be, my goal is to be able to have a, my clients' homes feel that way. Like, you know, if they can check that off their list and they feel like relaxed and they can take a deep breath walking in their home, I feel like, you know, I've everything. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing. And sure. somehow in my mind, it affects like how efficient I am with every other little thing in my day if my house is like feels good to me right if your um, house is messy I feel like I I can't get anything done it needs to be clean and put together yeah good to go <laughs> yeah more, exactly more I like to have my laundry <laughs> yeah 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 so I mean it um I am definitely hustling right now the reason you know I have kept my full-time job is you know one thing I didn't expect as a designer if you want to get your space photographed, it is very expensive. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, using that income to kind of fund my interior design, um, things like photo shoots, which, you know, a photo shoot is not something that you have to have to get clients. I just, I've been in only doing interior design for two years, but I just had my first photo shoot last week. Um, because it is, you know, more expensive. And I know that, um, you know, I'll get those photos out there and I'll have a, a, a clean looking portfolio. I think, you know, just like my home, I want to feel organized and cohesive. I also want my social media to feel that way too. Um, but that takes an investment as well, which, you know, you guys know. Um, so eventually, you know, the side hustle won't be there. Um, but my clients do always come first. So, um, you know, I, I make sure they're taken care of and, and the laptop, uh, early in the morning or late at night is usually the, uh, the other, other job, but, um, there are, you know, yeah. it's definitely slightly chaotic right now, but it is temporary. MC, I, I, yeah, I think that's a great, uh, segue into my next question, which is you learned trial by fire, balancing customer expectations when, you had to quote somebody, I'm just guessing a 40 week lead time um, mm -hmm. on, on, on some goods. Um, how did you do that? How, what, you know, like what do you have any tips, tricks? Uh, what would you learn through that experience? I mean, I, I learned that with you, a fabric that I could usually ship out in 24 hours. It was like, oh my gosh, there's, there's a lead time. And um, it, I try not to take that stuff personally, but like you said, you want to do the best for your client. I want to do the best for you. Uh, mm -hmm. how do you, you know, any, any insight into balancing uh, client expectations on, on, on these full home builds? Yeah. Um, you know, I think first I would say, which we've all heard it, just only worry about what you can control and being as upfront and honest as you can, you know, in the beginning, when I started uh, about two years ago, we, we were hearing about lead times and, you know, 
there was were two sofas that we purchased from a very well-known vendor that we've purchased many things from. They're a great company. Um, and their lead time started out, you know, let's say, I don't know, maybe three or four months. And my client didn't end up getting their sofas until I think a year and two months later. Um, and my client was extremely frustrated. And I, you know, I put myself in her shoes. If, you know, it's, it's an investment buying these pieces and then, you know, sitting, waiting on them can be extremely, you know, frustrating. So, you know, I tried to acknowledge that and um, also realize that, you know, my client's fr frustration is not uh, towards me, just the situation. Um, and just, you know, in that case, you, you try to come up with a solution. So what we did is we purchased a sectional, um, and we let them temporarily use it until their new one came in. And then we reallocated that sectional, um, for another, you know, personal use, but, um, outside of that kind of that's that's not the standard that not everything is taking that long anymore but that was just kind of a a, a crazy scenario that I I couldn't have planned for mm -hmm. um but now you know I, I always tell my clients I just try to be transparent with what the lead times are um and just reiterate that I want them to have it in their home as quickly as they do um and you know providing updates you know, I never, I, I always tell my clients, you know, I'm giving you this rough timeline, you know, don't hold me to it. I just want to provide you with updates. These things could change, um, but you will get your piece. It is coming and we're, you know, you know, just making them feel comfortable and kind of trying to think of what you would want to hear if you were waiting on a piece that you invested in. Oh, yeah. um, over communication. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I experienced that our, our lead time went from 60 to like 42 weeks because in, in in the pandemic and it was as much as it was sometimes bad to give people bad information you know it was it was it's always better than just like sticking your head in the sand and mm -hmm. and not giving them accurate accurate information and we happen mm -hmm. to lose you know some customers but then we we also happen to you know to also people say you know what i feel like i get it this is like one of the most interesting times in history to try to mm -hmm. sell a sofa and uh, and uh yeah we're gonna get it eventually so we're, yes we're, we're doing our best i don't i don't wake up every day saying you know what i want to be late to mc on our fab recorder yeah that's the number one thing that i want to do yep not get into yep. so uh, yep know, absolutely um that's amazing and then so um and then do you have you, you do bring Nora on the jobs so that's <laughs> I do. So I have had some clients that, you know, are family and I, I really try not to, I mean, I tried even when it's family, um, you know, I know these questions or these conversations we're having or meetings we're having, there's a lot of money that's on the line and big decisions that are being made. So, you know, I do try to, uh, I try to set her up with a babysitter. Um, so most of the time she does not, not come on the job with me, but you know, there's been, there's been times where she's in the car seat and uh, you know, I'm dropping off a sample for a client and they'll, they'll get to meet her. So, you know, that's always fun, but uh, you know, it is a, it is a juggle with, with a kid, but you know, I just, I just try to take it one week at a time. 
Um, and, you know, if you need to shuffle your, your uh, schedule around, um, you know, your clients will understand. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as much planning as you do with having a kid and, you know, managing your family schedule with your work schedule, um, there's things that are going to happen. Um, but, you know, clients are understanding and, um, you know, for the most part, it, it all works out. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I'm just thinking about your mom starting her business with four kids. I'm thinking about you starting your business with, you know, Nora. I'm thinking about Sarah, you know, and her dad being in marketing and her doing her marketing business. I, I wonder, I wonder what environmental things your mom did that possibly <laughs> In, in a in a weird way pushed you into uh starting your own design business because i know yeah i don't know just just kind of interesting well um, you too with you know your family maybe it's just something where it's in our dna tired. yeah <laughs> nora nora's gonna nora's gonna create the next uh maybe not the next we work but whatever whatever nora creates is gonna be yeah pretty awesome yeah we'll see whatever she wants to do i mean I went to Queens and Charlotte for an unrelated degree, but they have a design degree. And I, you know, in hindsight, everything happens for a reason, but it would have been, um, you know, cool to have uh, graduated in that. But I think, you know, I always want to continue learning. And um, so, you know, I've thought about maybe taking like a CAD class or, or something like that, but um, there's definitely a lot of um, information out there and, you know, going to market. Now, as you guys know, there's so much to learn there. And um, this past year, went to Nashville um, Antique and Home Show and just signing up for, you know, if you're a designer, you're starting out and you're going to market, you know, just signing up for these talks um, and listening to other designers who have been in the business for a long time share their tips is is uh was super valuable to me yeah so um, going sorry. from that um we have a few minutes left here so i think anderson and i are both wondering you know speaking about learning and everything what is the one piece of information that you wish you knew when you started your business or that you've learned that you wish you could have implemented right when you began yeah so um, first I'll say I wouldn't change anything for the way that I learned it, but I will say something that I've learned and that I do now is setting boundaries with my clients, um, which is so hard for me. You know, I want to say, especially a new designer, I'm only in it for two years. You want to say yes to every project and yes to every client. Um, but you know, there's projects I've been on that I've spent three times the amount of time. Um, I'll give an example, like on a model home where you're just selecting paint colors and um, all the countertops will be this and then all of the hardware will be this finish and you're not really being able to be creative. Um, but in my instance, I didn't wanna say no to the opportunity of, you know, a new client. And I, you know, I still learned things, but um, you know, I didn't really get to put my creative touch or name on it. And so I've learned to just be, um, you know, set up some boundaries on, on what projects I do take. Um, mm -hmm. and some of that comes with, you know, I've set up a minimum, um, 
project budget that I'll take. And it's not uh, because someone need, I want someone to only spend a certain amount of money with me. It's really so that expectations, I can meet their expectations because someone will show me a beautiful room and I just, I won't be able to make it happen for them unless we're kind of aligned on the same budget. Right. Um, so, you know, those conversations are hard. I'm not a salesperson. I don't, I don't like saying no, and I don't like talking money with clients, but it is important to kind of level set expectations, um, you know, with your clients and your work that you do is your brand. Um, you know, if you can only decorate a room with just one or two pieces, and then it's not really the vision that you had for the space. And then someone comes over and they're like, yeah, Mary Cannon designed this space for me, but you feel like it's not really true to your brand. Um, it can, you know, get a little bit murky, but you know, those projects that I have taken, I, I, I value them. I learned a lot. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say if you're starting out to not take those projects because you will learn and you'll learn how to work through those tough situations, but just be aware and start thinking of, you know, in the future, once I kind of nail down my process, what are those boundaries that I want to eventually set up? Um, it's just something to, you know, think about. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's amazing advice uh, for our listener. And I, I really can't thank you enough for all the time you gave us today. And uh, I can't wait to do a follow-up call. Maybe we can do a, a podcast with, with your mom. We can talk about that, that multi-generational uh, passing on of uh, entrepreneurship. And uh, just thank you very much for your time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you, Ben. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Starting Designer, a podcast focused on providing tips, tricks, and advice on getting through your first year of owning your own design business. Before we get started with our design industry guests, I wanted to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Revolution Performance Fabrics. Now, listen, relax, get some daily motivation, and enjoy.